The Holy Gospel according to John, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among them, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those, those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father. So whoever, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Has anyone been to the Lynn Hall? Raise your hand. How about has anybody heard of the Lynn Hall? I'm going to tell you about it. It's a restaurant on Lindale Avenue that opened just over a year ago. If you're familiar with Lindale Avenue, you know that it has lots of well-established restaurants and you wouldn't be alone in questioning the wisdom of opening another one with all that competition. But the Lynn Hall is different from the others, set apart by its motto, which is printed on the back of the t-shirts worn by the servers. It reads, eat, drink, gather, grow. That motto shapes everything they do, which is a lot. Not only are they a restaurant and a bakery, but they are also equal parts coffee shop and bar, they host educational events like the Wisdom Series, featuring community change makers. They have a kitchen studio, get this, where you can record grandma making her famous lefsa. They have a mission fund, which provides access to mental health care for those in the restaurant industry. And they have what they call an incubator kitchen, which supports local food entrepreneurs. I know. It seems like a lot, and maybe they've bitten off more than they can chew, but what is clear is that as a restaurant, the Lynn Hall is serving more than bread. They are also serving community. And by serving community, I mean not only are they serving the community, but they are also providing, building, establishing, creating community. Their motto, eat, drink, gather, grow, makes it clear that the Lynn Hall is striving to satisfy more than a physical hunger, makes clear that the Lynn Hall is committed to satisfy a hunger for connection, for a sense of belonging, even for purpose. For three weeks now, 
We have been in the sixth chapter of the Gospel of John, which began with Jesus feeding the multitudes with five loaves of bread and two fish. And for the past two weeks, Jesus has been talking about that bread. He has been explaining that bread, and he has been teaching about that bread. And now today, here we go again, Jesus is still talking about that bread. But and this is important. These eight verses in John 6, which you just heard a moment ago, are not a repetition of the last two weeks of explanation. Rather, here today, we finally get to the heart of it, the truth about that bread. Jesus said in our gospel reading, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. It should come as no surprise that immediately after Jesus said this, the disciples pushed back saying, that teaching is difficult, who can accept it? It should also come as no surprise that those crowds that have been growing in number and following, even chasing Jesus back and forth across the Galilee, those crowds not only stopped growing after these words, but they also began to shrink. The Bible put it this way, because of this, because of those words that Jesus just spoke, because of this, many turned back and no longer went with him. Anyone here this morning thinking about turning back? <laughs> no one would blame you if you're thinking that way. When Jesus speaks repeatedly about his flesh and his blood and eating and drinking it, it is not only disturbing and unsettling, but cringe-worthy. Pastor Martin Copenhaver writes about a time he was presiding over the sacrament of Holy Communion, standing behind the altar, first breaking the bread, then lifting the chalice, he said, this is the body of Christ given for you, and this is the blood of Christ shed for you. When from the pews, a little girl squealed, Ew, which just goes to show you, someone in church that day was paying very close attention. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. This teaching is difficult, and it is also true. In the bread and in the wine, Jesus offers himself, his very flesh and blood, and on the cross, he offers himself in love and sacrifice, and this he does in order to redeem, to save, to give us life. So the true miracle of that bread, that bread that we've been talking about for the past three weeks, the true miracle 
is that it is Jesus who gave it, and at the very same time, it is Jesus who is given. Do you see? Jesus came to serve more than bread. He came to serve life. And when I say serve, I mean he provides and offers and gives life. And when I say life, I mean his life for you. Jesus came to satisfy more than our physical hunger, a notion misunderstood by the multitude fed by that bread, accounting for this extended teaching called the bread discourse. Jesus was sent by God to satisfy a far deeper human need and longing. He came that we might have life and have it abundantly. Verse 27 reads, The Son of Man will give you the food that endures for eternal life. It's important to note that the key word here is give. That bread, the living bread, is given. Not taken or earned or merited or happened upon, but given, freely given, life coming at no cost to us. But make no mistake, it comes at great cost to the giver who sacrificed his own flesh and blood for you, which is why the cross holds a place front and center here. It is to remind us of just how deep and wide and complete and eternal God's love is for us. Several years ago, the Barna Group conducted a survey asking this simple question. What is the most important word or phrase you long to hear? I'm going to give you a moment to think about that. What is the most important word or phrase you long to hear? Any ideas? Go ahead, say it out loud. I love you. you. And in fact, that is the first that people long to hear. I love you. And the second, I forgive you. And the third, and I am not kidding, this is true, the third is, dinner's ready. (laughs) I love you. I forgive you, let's eat. That is what we are really hungry for, and this is exactly what Jesus came to give. More than bread, he gives love and forgiveness and community. What more could we ask for? In closing, as we are reminded of what God in Christ Jesus has done and continues to do for us. Let us remember those who are not here today, those who long to belong, to be forgiven, to be loved. And let us remember those who are difficult to love, those who hunger for a place and for a purpose. Let us remember those who are broken, those who are crying out for bread and for more than bread. 
And then let us make known this good news to all of the world. Jesus loves you. Jesus forgives you. Dinner's ready. And there's a place for you at the table. Amen.